Hello. Welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank our Free Your Children listeners and our sponsors. If you are interested in sponsoring Free Your Children, you can find me and reach out to me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and I am also a monthly contributor to the Borough Pulse. So if you type in my name, Tiffany Boyd, and Borough, B-O-R-O, Pulse, P-U-L-S-E, dot com, a page will come up with all the articles that I have penned to date about education. If you have topics, tips, or questions that you would like for us to discuss on the Free Your Children radio show, please send them to me. You can send me an email and I would be happy to discuss those topics on the air. We want to produce content that our listeners are interested in. Also, if you are considering homeschooling or interested in biblical education, I am available for private consultations nationwide and I am also available for speaking engagements. If you have not started a family Bible study with your family, I encourage you to do so. Pick up your Bibles and start reading in the book of Genesis. So many families have a knee-jerk reaction to family Bible study. They're afraid or a little bit intimidated by getting started, but don't be. All you need is just a Bible. Sit down together, get in God's Word. The Holy Spirit will lead and direct you. Today, we have a very special guest with you. We have with us, we have Kimberly Vasquez, and I want to take some time to introduce Kimberly. Kimberly Vasquez has been homeschooling for five years. She and her husband, Michael, have been married for 10 years and have four children, ages 9, 8, 5, and 2. They reside in Texas, and Kimberly enjoys the great outdoors with her family, camping, fishing, and traveling to different state parks, and simply enjoying God's beautiful creation. She is the elementary events coordinator for a large Christian homeschool group with over 400 members. She also teaches homeschool classes. Kimberly is a big advocate against school choice. She's a member of Texans for Homeschool Freedom and most recently had the opportunity to meet with political candidate Maya Flores about why homeschoolers do not want vouchers and also why they should say no to school choice. Hello, Kimberly. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. We're so happy to have you on our show. Kimberly and I met several months ago via my Free Your Children Facebook page, and she reached out to me, and we have been friends since. And Kimberly, can you tell us a little bit about your family's personal homeschool journey? Yes. So uh, my husband was always traveling for work. And we had an RV and he would be on the road for months at a time. So he was like, I think you should homeschool. And I was really nervous about it. And I kept praying and I kept meeting other women um, at the park when I would take my kids and 
they would say they homeschooled and the group they were in. And I was like, okay, the Lord is showing me a sign. And then I had a woman at church one day just come up to me and said, the Holy Spirit has just spoken to me and I need to pray over you about something. And I just, I just knew. So we started traveling um, with him all the time and just going, we've been to St. Croix, uh, Virgin Islands. Um, we've been Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, everywhere with him um, in our RV. And I, I absolutely loved all the traveling we have done. And just up until this year, we stopped traveling because he, he got a new position in his work. But I, I loved it. And it was like the Lord just made that way. Like, I need to do it. And now looking back, I'm like, I could never have it any other way. That's fantastic. Now you are traveling. You guys, do you live in your RV? Is that how you're moving around or? So we, you- we have it. We have a house now. Um, so our RV is now in um, storage. Okay. <laughs> now I think travel. when I first, yes, I think yeah. when I first met you, you guys were RVers, right? Homeschool yes. RV family. Okay. Yes. We used to have just two kids and we would do the bumper pull uh, RV, a small RV. And then I said, well, we have four. We need a big fifth wheel. So now we have like a 43 foot, like three bedroom, two full bathrooms. I think uh, it's huge. And it's, yeah, it's a fifth wheel. And now it's sitting in storage because we don't travel. So I get reminded about that. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's pretty, that's one of the many advantages of homeschooling is that you can do it anywhere. Yes, yes. You could do it outside or just, I mean, anywhere. Right. And you don't have to get anyone's permission to be able to go and be with your husband when he's working in alternative locations. And you can still keep your family together and still continue to do school. Yes, yes while seeing so many different areas and locations. And I've, I've seen a lot of your travels on Facebook and I know your children are enjoying being able to travel and, and learn real life. Yes. Yes. And we're not always in the book. So I try to do a lot of hands-on stuff. Um, so we'll do like um, frog dissections and we'll go to different museums and just different things to make it more fun. Absolutely. Because homeschooling is just doing life. We know that. So when yes. what you're doing is a great example of that. Now you're in Texas, correct? Yes. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about one of the things that I get asked a lot about homeschooling is, is there any diversity in homeschooling? Do all the homeschoolers just look the same way? What are you I seeing? Know. Do you hear that a lot? I, I feel like people have this notion that we like have our kids in a cave and we, you know, we're just, we look like, um, you know, the long skirts and the hair yeah. and the butt and we're just, <laughs> you know, this, you know, our kids are weird and they're not socialized, you know, and right. I read something else. the other day that said we socialize the dog. We don't socialize our children. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought that was great. So is your, in your area where you live in Texas, what, what does homeschooling look like predominantly? Is it just all 
white conservative families, white Which secular. I what, feel what like you, most people think it's like you're you have to be white conservative and have money to homeschool. And I yes. feel like it's just the complete opposite. You have so many you have so much diversity in our homeschool group and being that we have over 400 members, we have so many people from other countries. Um, my closest friend, she's from Mexico. Um, and she's been here a little over a decade. Um, I have, um, uh, another close friend, Puerto Rico, uh, Cuban. We have people that just moved, um, here from Europe and started homeschooling. And it, when I look at it and I look at the group and the pictures of the kids, I mean, most of the group is, I would say, Hispanic for the most part. I think um, also with like homeschooling has tripled here in Texas um, since 2020, but it's like doubled within the Hispanic and black community. Oh, wow. So it's so diverse. You'll see people from, you know, Africa, you'll see people from uh, Dominica, not Dominican Republic, the little country Dominica, like you'll see Uh so many different people from all over. And they're in our homeschool group. I I, we have so many people that even though I'm the elementary coordinator, I don't get to, you know, I don't know everyone Mm -hmm. in the elementary, because it's so big. But then when I see people and, you know, I hear that, I'm like, where are you from? And you see so many people from other countries. And they're, for, I mean, in our group, it's a Christian homeschool group. And uh, it's, yeah, pretty much all conservative. I haven't met anyone else that isn't uh, Christian in our group, but so many, so much diversity in our group. And, and, and I love that. That's very encouraging for parents that are listening that maybe considering homeschooling, but they have believed the misconceptions that maybe they won't be a good fit for homeschooling. And I've read many articles that have stated that among the minority population, that homeschooling is definitely increasing. So that's good that you're seeing that firsthand in the area where you live. I think uh, for Blacks, it's up 13%. And then it used to be like 6.1% for Hispanic. And now it's like, 12.1 12.1 like oh, it's wow. so much since since you know I guess COVID a lot mm-hmm. of people we, this year alone we've had a hundred new members and then also um at the Super Friday where I teach it's like our homeschool it's like our elective uh Friday so mm-hmm. kids seven and up get to pick three fun classes like my son does advanced Lego robotics um fencing Rubik's cube classes like that. You have some of the moms that speak Spanish and they teach because some of the kids want that for their elective to learn other languages. And so you see just so much diversity. And that's fantastic because like you said, I think that there is, there's lots of misconceptions about homeschooling, but I think one of the misconceptions is that like you said earlier that that our children are sheltered and they're not necessarily exposed to much outside of maybe their same race or their same belief system but that's certainly not (laughs) that's certainly not the case because you know homeschooling can be whatever you want it to look like and you know we're Christians and I know that your family is a Christian but there's also large pockets of secular homeschool groups as well so there's a lot of diversity amongst homeschool yes. school families across the the United States um 
Let's talk a little bit about all of the different um, things that Texas has to offer, the resources that Texas has to offer homeschoolers. What what would a family, if a family was moving into your area in Texas and they were interested in homeschooling, what is available to them? So we have uh, our, our homeschool group has like monthly uh, support meetings mm-hmm. and it's good for new families because they can go, they can they can meet seasoned veteran moms like yourself been homeschooling for so long <laughs> and they share their wisdom. They share their experience, but also um, they sometimes they'll have like kids who have graduated um, high school um, and they homeschooled or they, and, or they went to a university and they graduated trade school, or they just got a job out of high school or with their dad or what have you. And so they share those experiences, but also they have, um, different co-ops. So they'll have booths at our, our little expos, um, that can help people who are new, who have, maybe their kid is in high school and they want to homeschool. There's co-ops, there's, um, there's co-ops for middle school. We try to divide it elementary, middle, high school, and then the pre-K and kinder, but Mm -hmm. they have booths and they have so much information and it's just so good. And that's how I started going to one of the monthly support meetings and just got information and other parents numbers. And I had questions and I got to see the different curriculums and Right. That really helped me because when you start, I feel like it's like, uh, that's the hardest part is figuring out, figuring out, okay, what curriculum do I use? Mm -hmm. How do my kids like to learn? You know? Right. Right. I think it's overwhelming to parents when they first start out because it's so much information and they just feel like someone's turned on a big water hose, I think. (laughs) And and they're just being drowned. And they're like, can I do this? Yes. And then you have the fan, you know, maybe the family's like, are you qualified to do that? Are you going to homeschool? It's just such, you know, the negativity. And so then you, you know, you question, well, at least for me, it was like, can I do this? Like, you know, and it's good to meet and have that support and get in a group that can help you. Exactly. Yes, that's that is one thing that is definitely instrumental is providing the parents the support and the encouragement and just having, you know, individuals there who can answer questions to kind of help them navigate. Because I like to tell parents, don't try to figure everything out right at the very beginning. It's just like eating an elephant. It's just one bite at a time. Yes. And so you just kind of have to to start and then trust that, you know, God will take care of it and he will lead you. And he always does. You know, if you're a Christian and you trust him, you are equipped and he provides us with what we need. Just like when I was speaking about family Bible studies, I think it's like with anything new, there's a, a climate of fear, I think. And then the public school system, it does a great job of indoctrinating parents to believe that experts (laughs) <laughs> have yes. to teach your children that they're the only they ones agree. yes that they're the only ones that that have the ability to do that and someone I, I was responding to a post that someone made the other day and someone had asked that very thing about parents being qualified to teach their children and I said well if you think that a public school teacher is qualified every public school teacher is qualified 
to teach every single subject that they've been tasked with teaching, that's laughable because there are many teachers that don't necessarily feel like they're qualified to teach, say, math, for example, but that's where their school system has told them they have to go teach that subject, whether they want to or not. So, yes. I tell home, you know, I tell homeschool parents all the time, you, you're not going to be an expert in every single thing. You're not supposed to be. Teachers aren't experts in every single thing. But you can learn right along with your children. And there are also resources that, you know, you can tap into other people who may be experts in a field that you might not feel like you have a complete grasp of. And you, it's, there's nothing wrong with seeking out others who can provide you with resources that can help your journey as well. But there's so many resources now that there are is. especially at the touch of your, your fingertips. But when you were talking about your personal journey earlier, um, what, what have you found as far as resources for you that have been most helpful with you in navigating your homeschool journey? Well, I, I think it would be just meeting other moms. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the curriculum I told you before, what I was using was a Becca and uh, I was going to go crazy (laughs) (laughs) after having the fourth kid. And because when I first started homeschooling, I would meet moms and they say, well, I use this for this and this for this. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's too, I need everything, you know, told like what I do. And so just getting that support from other moms and they would show me, look, this is what we use like for this and this, and just that really helped me. And we found what is good for us. And as, as I kept going, like a couple years I realized how my boys learn. Yes. So that really helped me. Absolutely. Yes. And all kids, you might have four children and they all may learn differently and that's okay. That's the beauty of homeschooling. You can do what works best for each individual child. Yes. And customize it. So that's great. Well, I know that you have been very vocal about school choice in your state. Yes. <laughs> And I know that you recently had an opportunity to speak with Maya Flores. I, I believe that's correct. She was a political yeah. candidate in your area, correct? Yeah, she was the congresswoman and she uh, she lost in November. Um, but yes, it, it was great to meet her and I gave her the little packet and I got to talk to her and she really listened. And yes. I that's the opportunity I get. I, you know, I'm like, uh, even new homeschooling families, you know, I try to talk to them about school choice and the problems and the other states that have passed it. And yes, because I think parents think it sounds good. It sounds like a nice incentive and I think that many parents don't understand that with that those monies come the shackles and the strings that always come with, with government funding. So are you finding that the parents in your community are receptive to your warnings about this? I think so. I've, I have a couple friends that are like, I, if I don't, if school choice passes, um, that it won't affect them because they won't take the money, but that's Mm -hmm. that it doesn't work like that, you know? Right. And yes. um, And that's kind of a narrative that I've heard, you know, that has been passed around. Well, just don't take the money, but 
you know, what we've tried to remind parents is you're right. It doesn't work like that. And wording is easily amended. And even if it starts out like that, it just allows the infringement, you know, to come in and take over. But when you were speaking about Miss um, Flores, the, the thing that struck me that was so great about that is the fact that she was willing to hear what you had to say, because I think so many, was, was she a conservative candidate yes, that was running she, in your district? Yes. Well, she's not in my district. We happen to be in um, South Padre, which is like in the valley near, so it's Brownsville, mm -hmm. um, which is 99% Hispanic. And she was the first Congresswoman um, um, from Mexico to win oh, wow. conservative Christian. Um, and you know what? She was so great about it. She listened to what I had to say. I went to one of her meet and greets and I actually got invited um, right before November to a luncheon, but it's six and a half hours away. And I, oh, I wow. wish I could have gone, but mm -hmm. her, her, um, legal representative even gave me his business card and told me to email him, um, the packet that I had given her. And right. it was great to like, uh, for her to invite me to the lunch after and really just listen, not just like, Oh, okay. I mean, it was like, yes, this is the first you know, I'm yeah. getting the door open, you know? Yes, exactly. Because um, throughout the, the last several months specifically, well, really probably the last year, we have really tried to focus on educating some of our lawmakers about school choice. And a lot of them, the response that I have received from them is we didn't realize that this would result in the overreach or has the potential to result in the overreach that you're speaking about. And I think that that is something that most people realize after they look at all the information. And when you have the opportunity to talk to them about it, they realize that this really isn't a good thing. And unfortunately, a lot of our conservative politicians have used it as an avenue to get elected because they think that's what parents want. But a lot of parents don't understand what it is. Anytime I speak to a group about school choice and about why homeschoolers do not want it, then at the end of that, they always say, I'm glad we had this conversation because I thought it was good until we talked about all these things. And now I know that it's really not good. Yes. Yes, that's true. And I, I think it's a lot of the, the new, um, young moms that are homeschooling, they really don't know. And then they right. think it's good. I met a lady a few, a uh, couple months ago. Um, and she was like, I thought school choice, we needed to have that pass so we can homeschool. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, it just, right. it, I was like, no. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, I'm thankful that you're in Texas and you're warning the families down there and and trying to make contact with your local politicians and explain to them that homeschoolers do not want school choice and what it really means and what it really results in. Because I think even, education uh, is the key. Even Myra Flores was like, oh, I thought homeschoolers like wanted it, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, no, 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 we do not, <laughs> you know, and we're, yeah. you know. And I think the... the Yes, and, and I can understand why, because we have a lot of individuals that have become quite uh, well-known, 
and they are representing the homeschool community, but then they're not really talking to the homeschool community to find out what the homeschool community really wants. (laughs) And so they're actually representing themselves because what people need to realize is there's a lot of lobbying behind school choice. And a lot of these individuals that are pushing this school choice narrative are getting paid to do just that. There's a benefit. There's a financial benefit to them. And, um, maybe even a political benefit to them. But the bottom line is I think the best people to ask are the ones that it will affect. And it's those of us that are actually homeschooling and have years left to homeschool. And we want to make sure that we are continuing to protect those freedoms. We don't want to go backwards. I want to keep Texas private, you know, exactly out of our business. And just like out here, they passed that Tebow bill. Mm-hmm. We were totally against that. And now um, in order for and homeschoolers can play sports, they can get scholarships. There's such a misconception about yes. that. And mm-hmm. um, but so they passed the Tebow bill, which is, you know, homeschoolers can play the through the public school that they're zoned to. But now right. they they've implemented rules on that where I believe they have to be vaccinated and oh, wow. they also have to do testing. So it's already come with strings. And then it's also Mm -hmm. the school can say no to whether they want homeschoolers to, you know, to play on their their teams. But we have homeschooling sports teams. They can get scholarships. I know so many moms who have high schoolers who have kids that are going to college on a scholarship um, from playing sports. So I think a lot of people don't. don't know about that they don't right that that can happen right exactly and I think that you know they think that that's going to be an avenue to provide them with more opportunities but like you just said it comes with you know all those strings that government monies always come with um tell me Kimberly who what have been some of your biggest influences within your homeschool journey um well I will say you for sure um I learned so much (laughs) about school choice from you and I I knew it was not a good idea but the information and the facts and everything to just break it down to new homeschooling parents uh I got all of that from you um I I think it was a a couple of close friends of mine just really helped me that I met in my homeschool group to just really help me and pray for me and um our pastor in uh, mississippi where we got baptized and saved uh, that's our home church um right his wife homeschooled their granddaughter and i mean she's been such a big influence um to me um, oh yes and we've had and i have had lots of guests on the show already and ones that hopefully will be able to be on soon to share more, even more information than I have about, you know, school choice and, and homeschooling and, and the homeschool community is rich with people that can mentor and provide you with, you know, information and encouragement and support. And that's one of the, the things that we hope that this radio show can do for people that are listening. I know um, just recently I did an interview with Jenny White, and she spoke all about school choice and Faith Howe, who's down there in Texas where you are. Um, And of course, you know, I've learned, you know, 
things about Texas from them because we're here in Tennessee. But one of my goals with Free Your Children is to try to connect our show with as many people as we can across the nation um, so that, you know, we can give our listeners a good overall view of what's going on nationwide in the homeschooling community and homeschooling rights and freedoms in all 50 states. Yes. So, well, we appreciate the work you're doing there, too, in Texas, because that's what it's going to take. The more people that we get educated, then the more people they can educate. And and then that way, you know, our goal is to continue to preserve all private school freedoms and school choice seeks to usurp that by making all school options public, because if the government's funding all of it, then it's all going to be public. Yes. And as as Christians, I feel like it's so important um, that we take our kids out of government funded schools. I mean, for 40 hours a week, they're getting taught everything against God. And and then we think taking them to Sunday school or Bible study is sufficient enough. We we need to be doing that daily with them. And it's also through the curriculum and the, you know, the devotions and absolutely family discipleship. And that's what we're biblically mandated to do. Well, Kimberly, it has been a pleasure having you here with us tonight. Thank you for all of your work that you're doing down there in Texas, trying to educate new parents and, and your local representatives. That's fantastic. I know that you are blessing so many people. Good job, mama. Keep up the hard work. And I want to leave you with this tonight. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both great and lowly. May the Lord richly bless both you and your children. Psalm 115, 13 through 14. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.